Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Psychic Coffee Shop's Mountain Bears. Um, And of course, with me tonight is Techie Joe. How are you, dear? What are you up to? Doing great. Doing great. How are you this evening? Oh, I'm getting busy. Just, I'm I'm at that point today. You know, some of the news has been ridiculous. Well, the news is being ridiculous in general. Mm -hmm. No, oh, it is yes. not news now, that Justin Bieber had an April Fool's joke. Well, yeah, there's that, but come on. Then we, they, like, that wasn't even the worst of today. Like, come on. Like, can we just talk about, you know, uh, uh, wind turbines give, or excuse me, windmills give you cancer? I want to know how they give you cancer. Because if so, the Midwest should have died ages ago. You know, you would think there would be a lot less people from Holland. You would, because they also have them there. But no, the Midwest is using the pump water for freaking, I don't know, beyond eons. Yeah, it's great. I'm just sitting here like, wait, what? I I think that's even one of his followers, his, his little horde. He's got to go, okay, just a minute. Did he just say? <laughs> right. Like, you know, maybe this is not the smartest man in the room. Maybe well, we, we knew he wasn't the smartest. <laughs> well, yeah, we knew You don't that, send the smartest yeah. people to military school. Yeah. You send the Well, I know it was a threat from my father. There. Huh? It was a threat when it came out of my father's mouth. Yeah, I was like, again, yeah, you didn't get sent to military school. Yeah, I'd already figured out a few things by then. I was like, send me. Please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with lube. But, um, you know? So, they finally got the Mullet report. Oh, well, yes, they finally got that. I don't know that we're ever going to get to yeah. see it. Or, yeah. Oh, we'll get to see it. Probably not when it matters anymore. Well, this is true. 
you know, yeah, we got to see Watergate paperwork after Watergate was over. I mean, heck, you can Google it now and find out the news. Mm-hmm. You know, and I wonder what alternative facts will be in the published public area one, and what will actually be sent. Of course, I think Mahler's going to write a book. And if he is, we need to get him on the show. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. I think that would be great for coffee shops. That would be great. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Oh. Of course. Yeah. So something tells me that book is just going to be like written from a mental institution at this point. Because mm-hmm. it's right. like, can you imagine like all the crap this guy's gone through to to investigate this and then to release the report and mm, yeah no like right. no no one needs to see that thing. Like right. what? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like really? Like if I were to build a computer and the, you know go through a horrible time building this computer, and then the client is like, uh, no, that's no, 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 we don't need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, then I foresee it coming up on my desk. <laughs> Oh, that that would be if I could make it home without launching the desk at them. Like I'm well, sorry, I am you're not IT guy, you know. I know, I know. I can hear the screaming phone call now, and I will will go. Well, honey, just bring it on home. Just bring it on home. Things will be perfectly okay. <laughs> yes, yes, it will. It will. But yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I suddenly need use of a desktop. Well, you have a desk now. I like, know. Come on, tell us, tell everyone about your desk. Well, guys, I find you know I've been really um, problematic um, in finding a desk because I actually wanted a real desk. A desk mm-hmm. that I could sit down at, I could write at, I could use the laptop as a desktop. I had places to sit manuals and stuff at. You know, and apparently, I don't know who the world is designing desks today. They don't have a clue what anyone does with them. Like, they never no, have used the desk they have designed. I, I Well, I don't even think it's that. I, I think it's like the, the bigger issue is there's effectively three markets for desks right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there There's this kind of student desk kind of thing, which is somewhere between absolute bare bones, like 35 bucks, and it's just like two shelves and a desktop. Mm-hmm. And it's, right. you know, 18 inches. Um, mm-hmm. Up to the little, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a little one drawer. It's not a keyboard drawer, but it's a one drawer. Just big enough to set a laptop and, like, a fake plant on. Like, mm-hmm. that's one segment. Then there's the writer desk thing, which you had. Um, right. Which still... I mean that that's 
that's barely enough room to pay your bills on. Like, if you were to it sit is. there with a stack of envelopes, the checkbook, and mm-hmm. outgoing mail and some stamps, that's it. Mm-hmm. It is. That would be it. And, yeah, and, and those two are right there, and they're, like, you know, there's that segment. And then the, the uh-huh. uh, you know, and then the writer's desk, which is kind of almost right there. You could really call it one segment. And then the flip side of it is like full knockout office. It's like right. you have an eight by ten room at least, and you need a desk. And it's like no, no, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. I need something in between. Just, just something yeah. in between. I don't need all of that, and I, I, I need way more than that. Yeah, there's, right. there's, and that's been like an ongoing issue. And that, that's mm-hmm. even been a problem for offices. It really uh-huh. has been. Like, some of the corporate furniture that I've seen, it, some people, it's like they get so excited, they finally get their office, and it's like, I'm now in a closet. Because my desk takes up right. my office. Like, this uh-huh. is the only well, there used thing to be a in thing. there. There mm-hmm. used to be a thing in offices about how big the desks were. The bigger the desk, the more important you was. I know, but this is this is beyond. Mm-hmm. I mean, this no, I get that. that. I do. Yeah, this is yeah. way past that. Um, because then yeah. you turn around, and then you have the people that are in a shared space. And it's like, if mm-hmm. you're in an office looking to not do the cube farm, mm-hmm. you don't get a lot of options anymore. You know, well, what I'm seeing a lot in corporate offices noise. nowadays look like um, mm-hmm. cafeteria tables with chairs. Ooh. I know. Can you imagine trying to work with that? I would have killed people. Yeah, no, yeah. That's, that's just kind of that. Um, but I can understand. Well, and I know there are some offices, especially small businesses, they'll just start buying eight-foot collapsible tables. Yep. Just we're gonna fill the space with eight foot tables. And it's like, right. oh, those are the worst desks. You know, that like I understand why. I do, I get it. Um, I get why people do the eight foot table. Mm-hmm. Those are the worst desks. They really they are. are. You know, so I, I mean you know, we felt we found we finally found me a desk. This was after extensive mm-hmm. shopping. And me mm-hmm. going, uh, no, no. Is that even a desk? My bureau is larger than that. Um, Juxtaposed with, it's only $3,000 and would take up the living room. Yeah. Um, like, that's been the back and forth. It really has mm-hmm. been like, and at one point I was like, "I will buy you whatever you want. You need a decent desk." And then mm-hmm. it's like the option span was between like ninety nine dollars for nothing and three grand, and we have to do a home edition. And I'm like, when I said you could spend as much as you wanted to, I did not mean to include a home edition. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I don't I mean, want a home edition. I want a whole building. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Um, you know, we're working on it. But we're trying. I know. We're trying one thing at a time. It'll get there. I have to remember to breathe. And, you know, for right now, we found me a great bass for $30 at Goodwill. And he looked at me. I think we both looked at each other and went, are we, you know, is this right? First of all, I was Mm -hmm. questioning the price. And then I was questioning the size. Because this one's literally Mm -hmm. the perfect size for anywhere I go, Um, any Mm -hmm. office that I take on. You because know, we've had the debate of do I get another, do I build me a home office outside, or mm-hmm. do I go ahead and rent me an office out of the house? Yes. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and, that's an ongoing you know, discussion. Especially, well, okay, let's fill you guys in. There's a caveat here. We would have already done the building thing. As in, we were going to go out, do a building, bring it to us, set it up in the backyard. We're good to go. We'll deal with making a little breezeway to it later. This Mm -hmm. was our game plan. And then there was a sudden realization that we have a small problem. And small is the correct word for it. There are three ways into the backyard. One of them requires a clearance from the state of West Virginia because it is a road easement. One of them requires the building basically fold up and go into a bento box. And the other one is a carport. These are the three means and avenues to the backyard that do not involve going through the house. Because frankly, over it. the one side, I think we could go through the house easier. We can find you an right. office in a bento box. Like they well, not only that, but looking at, but looking at the total expense of four thousand dollars. Once you know, we do the electric, we buy the air conditioner, heater unit, we install the coffee mm-hmm. maker, we install the dry sink, we get the solar panels, we do the patio with the breezeway roof, and this, that, and another. That's four thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah we're, we're going to end that up right. Well, yeah, you know, that's that's. And that's where we've been with this, is it's kind of like if it had been easier, we would have probably have done that. Granted, it's probably a good thing we didn't because the whole bathroom experience, that alone, that really ripped into the contract hard. (laughs) Well, like that. The whole bath- that took our the bathroom was supposed to be simple. You know, mm-hmm. if we had had a conservative, knowledgeable contractor, yeah. um, we would have had more than enough money. Because do you realize there's enough supplies to do two of our bathrooms? This is true. This yeah. is true. I mean, but how upset can we get? He did leave, like, most of his tools. 
again, you know, it was a trade-off. Double the, and he left most of the supplies. So, you know, if we wanted to yeah. do another bathroom remodel, we had the supplies to do it. Um, hey, we could build another one on. That's part of the large-scale plan, and that's the other debate, is if we build me an outdoor office, and then in two and a half years, like I plan on knocking the back section of the house off and adding a wing to it, mm-hmm. exactly how beneficial that is then. Well, yeah, but we, you know what? We need the space more mm-hmm. than we need the supplies. We really do. That's yeah. where we are right now. It's, you right. know, we need the space more. Um, but, yep. yes, and as of last night, we actually got the bathroom that we had done, finally got the floor clean. Yep. <laughs> Magic erasers are wonderful. Yes, they are. They are a wonderful and I'm going back to my thing. motto. And I'm going back to my motto. Okay. I am not hiring a contractor younger than I am. Oh, yeah. And it was unfortunate he wasn't even that cute to stare at. I know. And then the ones that really so weren't was... cute enough to stare at wouldn't take us on because they were afraid we would stare at yeah. them. What is that? Well, either that or the – I'm not sure if that was the case or if that was his selling point. You know, don't get too picky because you can't replace me. Yeah, I think some of it was that. Um, Yeah. But honestly, at this point, I wish we had gone with the choice before him um, Mm -hmm. who actually finished everything out. Um, Uh Because the boy couldn't build a shelf. I, I look. Our bathroom's not huge. It really isn't. And storage-wise, I was like, we need some storage in here. Let's build a basically taken over the toilet shelf, and then blow that up. Make it actually hold more than a roll of toilet paper. That's what I wanted. That's what I drew up. And what I got, oh, my goodness. Thankfully, we salvaged that. It's now over the washer and dryer, which was helpful. Our laundry room is way more functional because of it. But, yeah, that shelf is special. It is. Mm -hmm. And not in a a, we're going to cherish it forever kind of way. Um, <laughs> no one's cherishing the shelf. Yeah, but then we also rebuilt that. Yes, but yeah, yeah we we, we, we rebuilt it. it. Yep, we got some help from a friend. It was wonderful. He did such an amazing job. He did. If he was comfortable yeah. plumbing, we could have been. We should have just used him. But he wasn't comfortable with the plumbing. No. But you know what? We still ended up without the plumbing work we wanted. I know. We still have to call a plumber back in. We we still do not. All this started. All this started. Can I just put out? 
because there was a situation with the bathroom sink, and I was like, I cannot deal. This is what started the whole remodel, and I still don't have a bathroom sink. I know, I still have to call the plumber. I've been relegated to calling plumbers. Look, you've been relegated to calling any plumbers, repairmen, um, forestmen. Mm Mm-hmm. And dealing Mm -hmm. with car repair. Well, you've been dealing with car repair for a reason. Or you get on and say, taught a class. Do I now? You could have gone and taught the class, and I could have done the car repair. Well, there's that. But no. No. Because they don't like dealing with me. No. This is the reason that he deals with repairmen. He deals with, you know, contractors. He deals with all that. Because they don't like dealing with me. No, no, they don't. You know, no. <laughs> yeah, it's safer. Because they start their sales pitch, and I'm like, I know this script. I think I heard this script 20 years ago. Yeah. You need a new script. Mm-hmm. Why don't you try a new script? Well, you know, but now when they try a new script, it involves things like, you know, Headlamp fluid, and, and mm-hmm. I, I'm like, no, no, I'm a little better than than you know changing the fluid in my lights. I, I mm-hmm. I'm beyond. I I will survive. Well, I I think my favorite one was when you took the soul mm-hmm. in. No oh, god. And they said you needed a new air filter. Mm-hmm. And the car had less than 10,000 miles on it. Yep. I know. I know. I Believe me, I understand that one. I'm so cranky about. I don't know. I'm. I, there were a few things in that service I'm so cranky about, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I At the end of the day, I just have to kind of go, all right. Well, this is where we're at. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is. It's where we're at. It's fairly a good where we're at. I have a nice operational functional desk mm-hmm. that has a clipboard uh, clipboard um, tray. You would think something as simple as a stone. Yes. So simple as a keyboard a clipboard tray. tray. Not a clipboard. Well, yeah, keyboard tray. This is now a rarity. Really? Yeah. What are these people typing on? Laptops. I literally I have one of those. the whole problem. That is the mm-hmm. whole problem with desks right now, or a large part of the problem, is so many people are switching from desktops to laptops for portability. And Mm -hmm. in that scenario, unless you do an add-on keyboard setup like you have, 
you don't need a keyboard tray. It, it's just like it stays in the box. No one ever installs it. No one wanted it. So they found they can make more money by selling it separately. For twice the amount of the task. Yes. Yes. Because people who really want a keyboard tray really want a keyboard tray. Like, if, mm-hmm. you know, and they will spend the money. Like, no problem. I got to have it. Here, take my money. Just take my money. And, you know, it's like, come on. What else was it I was bitching about we can't find? And I'm like, really? This is so silly. Oh, my cleaning coats. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your little cat you know, things for that cleaning you put spot. cleaners in and carry around the house mm-hmm. so you don't leave them all mm-hmm. over the house. And, you know, mm-hmm. things like cats and dogs don't knock it over and drink it. Yes. Apparently, that's a rarity. Mm hmm. Yes. I'm like, really? Yeah, so we're holding on to those, we're holding on to dust mops, and don't even get me started on the crap that they make mops out of nowadays, and brooms. But I have recently introduced you to dust mops, we've got to point that out. You you have found the newest, latest, greatest thing. Yeah, it is the greatest thing that I've found so far in cleaning, Um, and yeah, I do clean house, I look busy, but there's things I can do. Um, mm-hmm. but it gets a little aggravating when I go to find things and it's like, oh yeah, we used to sell that. We used to make that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really? Yeah. You know, have we moved into such a disposable world that you can't find cloth mops anymore? You can't find corn brooms anymore unless you're buying from the Lions Club. Um, you can't find um, the little pad things that goes on the dust mops. It's like, dear God, I have got to get a hold of my friend in England um, mm-hmm. so that she can send me stuff. Oh, dear. I don't know. There, for some products, I, I think they end up. And I know now, especially, you know, Swiffer kind of Swiffer and Roomba took over the world, and it mm-hmm. is really hard. I think, in some regards, to find, like, it, especially when technology moved in, it becomes mm-hmm. really hard to take or to to. It takes over, and you cannot find some of the things that it replaced because mm-hmm. a lot of people moved over. I'm just like, I don't even want to see what the pets will do to a Roomba. I mean, well, I think you answered that question earlier today when you were vacuuming the dining room. 
Yes, and the dog tried to attack the Dyson. He tried to eat it. Yeah. He was getting too close to his ball. I know. I know. Yes. Meanwhile, we still have to dog doesn't attack anything. Literally. Not really, no. He never attacks. No. We can barely get him to bark. For the first two weeks, we thought he could not bark. If the little one doesn't bark, he doesn't even raise up. Yes. But, yeah, he's he's a sweetie. He is. He's a border collie. Y'all guys know Vlad. You've seen him in the blogs. You've seen him on my Facebook. He's normally the backseat driver. Um, but he apparently does not like the Dyson. So, no, we will not be getting a Roomba. I thought that would be awesome no. to have a Roomba to sweep the floors constantly and get the pet hair mm-hmm. and, you know, take care of all the allergies. Not so much, apparently. No, basically I can see this poor Roomba's life flash before my eyes as Vlad attacks it. Um, uh-huh. Then Anna flips it over. Mm-hmm. Ollie spits on it. And then Chrissy goes through and poops on it. <laughs> yeah, she's not going to like I mean, it one bit. As you notice, she it, didn't come out for the whole vacuum ordeal. Yeah, no, she was. She had no part of it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's what I'm saying is like it, the poor Roomba's life just flashes in front of my eyes, and it's like <laughs> even if they don't destroy it, that's just sad. Like, uh-huh. no, we're not doing this to, to a Roomba. We're we're not doing it. And right. yeah, no, Swiffer. Yeah, Swiffer's not going to cut it. Like we, no, yeah, yeah. It's not anything else. And the Swiffer is nice, but I don't mm-hmm. like how it it makes the floor sticky. Well. Realistically, I think that's because it doesn't actually clean. Like, that's where I finally got to with Buffer. Is it just... Yeah. It doesn't seem to... like. And I think part of the problem is, for those who old school mop, you're used to doing this at whatever interval you feel like. You want to mop daily, you mop daily. You want to mop weekly, you mop weekly. Monthly, whatever. It's like whatever your life level is. Um, I'm one of those, like, I will at best mop a couple of times a month. Like, that's that's my comfort level. I'm good. I'm good. I'll spill a lot in the kitchen. Like, you know, I never really had a big issue, you know, with if I'm going to do a real traditional mop. Yeah, a couple times a month. Every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Swiffer just seems to kind of need to be like every other day. Like, if you actually want Swiffer to work for you, you really have to work with it. And it has mm-hmm. to be, like, every other day. Um, right. And then there's a delay there. 
before mm-hmm. it really gets everything up. But if you try to do the every two week Swiffer, yeah, it doesn't work. Wet jet, yeah. whatever you want to do, it's not going to work. No. It just reminds me of our president. Oh, well, talking of things that don't work, or uh, how did you <laughs> Both. Talking of oh, things okay. that don't work and something that's cheap and disposable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. yes. Maybe Swiffer's the inventor of its hair. That's an idea. Maybe they're the ones that have the wi- that created the wig. Because you know mm-hmm. everybody's all up in arms, and they have been for a while. You even got a set for Christmas about straws. Mhm. And yeah. plastic grocery bags, and you know, because Kroger's has now said they're moving away from grocery bags. Mm-hmm. You know, the plastic grocery bags are going to be no more, and you're either going to have to buy reusable, or they're going to sell you paper. Yeah. Okay. Which, I mean, unfortunately, that's where we are. Uh, a lot of our consumer packaging is, mm-hmm. unfortunately, it, you get the little plastic bag, you take the little plastic bag with your stuff, you use the stuff, you throw away the plastic bag. And you keep doing that and doing that and doing that. That is a large percentage of what is in our landfills. Drink cups, plastic bags, plastic straws. Mm -hmm. And Swiffer materials. And paper towels. Yes. But the upside is paper towels break down a fair deal faster. Plastic, not so much. Like, I get the point. I do. It's annoying, and I get it, and I get why people are, are frustrated. At the same time, though, it, it's like, I think we're going to just have to deal. Like, get used to drinking well, no, out of a glass, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I'm talking about Take the Swiffer Pat. Mm-hmm. The Swiffer Pat. All the orange fabric and plastic. Well, yeah. They are. Okay. And it's like, hmm. Basically, it's like a puppy training pad attached to the end of a stick. That's, mm-hmm. that's what a Swiffer is, really. It's a puppy mm-hmm. training pad. Like, I think you could probably take a puppy training pad. Put it on the end of a Swiffer and use it, and it'll work just as well. Mm-hmm. It's not better. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's. I think that's literally all it is. Um, mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but, yeah, they seem very similar. They do, and they behave very similar. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, I kind of look at this and go, mm, okay, this makes no sense. We need to get on all the boats if we're going to get on one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, you took away the cups and the packages that 
actually contained the food instead of having it run all over the place because that was yeah. bad for the environment. And now we got these wax papery things that the dang sandwiches dry out in within 10 to 15 minutes. Okay. Now you're going after our straws because they're bad. Have you ever tried to drink a soda in the car without a straw? It's a bit of a struggle, especially if you get large or whatever super Mm -hmm. mega ultra large size restaurants now have decided to offer. And a lot of Mm -hmm. that, though, one, it's the size of the container. But part Mm -hmm. two, it's the sheer amount of ice really Mm -hmm. screws with that. Like, that's more so, I think, the bigger problem. Like, I could deal with a medium cup, a lot less ice. Like, just give me a drink. I can deal with Mm -hmm. that. I can deal with that and drive. I have done it before. But, you know. But, you know, they need to look at other things that are using plastics. Than freaking straws, mm-hmm. like the packaging, everything is covered in plastic. Yes. Yeah, gotta love inventory control, which is the mm-hmm. whole point of the giant oversized plastic packaging, is to make it mm-hmm. harder and more conspicuous if you steal an item from a store. Mm-hmm. Again, I get in, I, I get the concerns with inventory control. No one's knocking that. But some of the packaging, it's like, come on, really? Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't need that. Um, one of the worst offenders, um, for me at least, uh, Sam's, Sam's Club, some of their packaging, it's like, what are y'all doing over here? Like, I, I, I some of it I get why the packaging is as big as the packaging is. I do, but a lot of the stuff at Sam's, it's like, who is stealing this? A sumo wrestler? Mm-hmm. You expect a nice little old lady with that's you know checking my receipt to tackle me? You or a sumo wrestler um, to keep them from shoplifting the ginormous package? Like, mm-hmm. really? I don't. Mm, I, it's too much. Like a it lot of that packaging is giant. It is. It's too much packaging. That that's right. my biggest complaint with Sam's is you go in there for like four things and you end up leaving with a basket. Right. Like you will fill up that shopping cart. And I know the quantities are large. I get that. But, I mean, like, right. even if you're just in some of the smaller segments of the store, you know, like the pin set I got you, little $5 pin mm-hmm. set, um, yeah. came in, in a package, and it's two pins and four refills. Comes mm-hmm. in a package bigger than my day planner. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I actually I used to fit my old day planner in. Yes. 
like the historic, my old day planner fits in mm-hmm. it. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Like that for two pens and four refills. That's mm-hmm. a long package. That's right. way too much. Way too much. Right. Yeah. And you know, what I don't get is while, well, you know, in nineteen thirty nine the flour and the wheat and the sugar and everything came in cloth sacks. Those cloth mm-hmm. sacks were turned into clothes and curtains and pillowcases and quilts. Matter of fact, I think we washed one that was made out of that. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Possibly. 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 Mhm. Why? Why can we not? Why are we not doing that? Why did we go from that to paper? Why well, did we go from that, paper to now plastic? Yeah. Well, the progression there was with fabric, fabric packaging. Mm-hmm. Um, you. It's a great thing if you are going to, you know, reuse that packaging. Mm-hmm. If, right. however, you're not going to do that, that mm-hmm. is a lot of wasted resources to make those right. textiles. Then you turn right. around, okay, great big push for paper. Um, right. And that works. The only problem is mm-hmm. that kills a lot of trees. Um, we At the point in which we moved from paper to plastic, we were killing more trees than we could replenish. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and so you turn around, we go to plastic. Honestly, at this point, the you know, while plastic was cheap and readily available then... Um, the inputs that go into plastic, all the pollution generated, as ubiquitous as they are, they are absolutely horrible for the environment, um, especially when you consider all of the resources to, to create this plastic bag um, that then turn around, end up in a landfill, and take forever to decay. Mm-hmm. It's we're basically at a point in which we are going to have to go to having reusable bags, um, Mm -hmm. which honestly, if you look back, that is a very, that's a massive throwback. Um, Mm -hmm. All the way back to the early days of marketing. Um, Your Mm -hmm. original grocers, we're most likely, at best, going to throw something in butcher paper. We're going to, at best, um, maybe wrap something that you were buying as a gift. And, again, probably mm-hmm. in brown paper. Um, uh-huh. And that was it. You were expected to show right. up at your grocer with some kind of container to haul your groceries mm-hmm. home. Um, and it's also kind of an indictment on the way that we shop now. Um, previously, when you did your shopping, it would probably at best be a day or two. Um, a lot of small grocers, a lot of people walking to the store, 
not a lot of bags. You weren't planning dinner right. for the week. You most likely didn't have a refrigerator um, or, you know, pre-ice box even. You weren't buying groceries for the week. You were buying groceries for today. And in that context, it makes it a lot easier to uh-huh. have a reusable container to carry your groceries back and forth. Right. And I think we're also seeing a shift towards that, especially when you look at things like the tiny house movement and the mm-hmm. number of the tiny houses that barely have a refrigerator and it's not going to hold more than a day or two's worth of food. Like if you're talking components, mm-hmm. um, you know, good luck getting a pizza in one. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. Those refrigerators are tiny, tiny house, right. tiny refrigerator. But it, and that's kind of the point of the whole concept is you're more so living in the here and now and not necessarily accumulating lots of things that, well, Mm -hmm. maybe I'll use it next week. Well, maybe I'll, you know, get sick in a couple of months, so I need a stock of soup. And maybe Mm -hmm. all these things will happen. Or, you, as most people do, you end up with this very well-stocked pantry. Mm Mm-hmm. And either things expire before you can use them, or they end up in a donation box. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, because um, you have a piece of this, piece of that, two pieces of this, none of it together. Right. Or you, yeah, you've got twenty cans of Campbell's, you know, chicken noodle soup. You overestimated mm-hmm. how often you get sick and how long you're going to be sick for and the fact that there's a grocery store. You can go mm-hmm. to It's not that far away. It'll be okay. But it's it's also part of who, as a society, we've become in our larger right. accommodations. We keep seeking to fill right. the space. More space, more stuff. Um, again, one of the biggest tenets of the tiny house movement is reduce. You don't need all of this crap. You can go to a store. You can figure it out. It'll be okay. You don't need a six-month wardrobe. You don't need rooms you never sit in that force you to keep a job that you don't want, that you don't like Mm -hmm. to earn the money, pay for the house that you don't want to be in. Mm -hmm. So screw it. Take the money, build the tiny house, move in, you know, reduce your belongings down to where you get a tiny house, and then mm-hmm. there you go. Uh-huh. Not that they don't have their own drawbacks. Well, like, I'm sorry. I things. like a tiny house. Mm-hmm. I like a tiny house. I could fit into a tiny house. However... Nothing else could. No, that's that's basically the point. Is it, it's honestly the the best description of a tiny house I've ever heard. Is it's a closet mm-hmm. where you sleep? Right. That's it. And that's I the can whole get, point. 
Mm-hmm. And I could be happy with that as long as I had mm-hmm. a tiny office that was separate from the tiny house. Well, yeah. There are people who do that. Um, you know, there there's a fair number of artists that have gotten into the movement. And it's not mm-hmm. like they live in a tiny house. And they also mm-hmm. have, you know, say a barn as a studio or some other space where they can spread out and be creative um, mm-hmm. that they don't have to live in. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that's also the biggest problem for artists is mm-hmm. you end up in an area, and especially if you're renting, um, and you end up having to go for a second or third or whatever number size in bedrooms space just to have that mm-hmm. workspace. Just to have somewhere to shove all your materials. And then you're still at that disadvantage if if you're what you do is messy or uh-huh. as our friend Mark, um, if you're in a situation where you have a kiln that takes up a lot of space. That that totally changes where you're looking to live. Um, mm-hmm. You don't just put a kiln in a spare bedroom and call it a day. Um, you know, your local fire marshal is going to have some things to say about your 220-volt mm-hmm. kiln. They they don't mm-hmm. get happy about that. I'm assuming it's 220-volt. Sure. It may be even higher than that. I know that it's an electric 40. kiln. I know that it's super powerful. Um, every place he has lived, he has had to get an electrician to come in with, and then it becomes a series of issues. You've got to Mm -hmm. hire the electrician, but before you can hire the, or the electrician to do it, you have to have a landlord that will let you do it because Mm -hmm. you're modifying the property. Some landlords are like, I don't even want to hear it. Um, especially if you're trying to have like your home studio set up and it is, it it puts a lot of pressure on someone. Right. But yeah. And it does. It is. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and then there's even, you know, even with like down, you know, when I bought the townhouse, the only reason I went for a townhouse was it had a full basement. Mhm. Mhm. I could go with that. Yeah. Lovely. I had the biggest yeah. office in town. Mhm. She had three offices in there. Oh, nice. Same thing here too. <laughs> we have somehow crammed three offices into the house. I don't know how. Well, it's because this house was, you know, is a little bit larger. If it was a modern-day house, oh, honey, we would have to have, you know, we would have just knocked out the back wall. Forget fixing the back wall. Well, no, actually, actually, if you're talking about new construction, though, that that's Mm -hmm. also been part of the, the tiny house movement is pointing out, while this house is definitely way bigger 
than something that would have been built 20, 30, 40, 50 years before it Mm -hmm. compared to what started hitting the market in the 80s, 90s, and beyond, this is Mm -hmm. a tiny starter home. This is Mm -hmm. what this would be listed at, is a small Mm -hmm. starter home. That's all. This would be intended for two adults and a newborn at worst. Um, because what people are, are, what has come out of this is the McMansion, um, mm-hmm. and, which is the antithesis of a tiny house, is the polar mm-hmm. opposite. Um, you know, the McMansion with the four bedrooms, two offices, a three-car garage, you know, a, a formal dining room, an eat-in kitchen, a, a living room, a den, a family room, you know, four bathrooms. Right. Uh, blah, 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 blah. A lot of people want it. Yeah, but who needs that? A formal well, the, dining the original, room. Yeah. There's a lot of things people think they'll do when they have a bigger house. Because yeah, and, and it's a dream, it's a thought, it's a theory, it's it's a belief system mm-hmm. um, that you'll use all these things. That if only you had a mm-hmm. full, di- you know, a formal dining room, and, and it doesn't mean it has to be formal. Um, but mm-hmm. if you had it, uh, your dining room was a room, and you could have twenty people over. You think mm-hmm. of all the parties you would have. The reality is, you get a house that big, and unless you have the income to afford a maid, uh-huh. you throw one party and go never again. Because well, not even reality. One maid, you know. You know, if if you want to get me a maid, I ain't ever going to complain about that one. Yeah. Unless you mm-hmm. can't do freaking windows, we'll get onto that one well, another day. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's like, come on, can you? Not, you know, in most houses today, you cannot see the dining room table. Most people eat in the living room, which drives me mm-hmm. nuts. <laughs> but but when you look at a fifty or you know a thirties forties fifties tract home concept, mm-hmm. the biggest thing then was you know the TV dinner and the tray tables in front of the television, and you would sit there and watch your you know favorite television shows while eating dinner, and there was a pushback from that. That led to the, you know, we're going to turn off the TV and sit down as a family and eat a meal. Um, Mm -hmm. That somehow grew from an eat-in kitchen to having both an eat-in kitchen and a dining room. Um, Right. And it's kind of gone all over the place. Um, Ultimately ending at the point that we got to the big giant house. And funny thing, in order to have that McMansion, that's usually two incomes, and you're okay if you don't have children 
But once you add kids to that mix, you never get to enjoy that house. You're just constantly working to pay for it. That's it. That's all you're doing. You're working to pay for a house you can't enjoy. Why can't you enjoy it? Because you're never there. You never clean. You you don't have time. You don't feel like it. You're certainly not having people over. Um, And ultimately, you end up with one person in a room – you're one room per person in a family. Each one goes to their own corner. And what mm-hmm. a lot of people have pointed out is that's often kind of when that relationship started to fizzle. Right. You know, there's something to be said for having to kind of, in a way, one, be in each other's space. Like, there, there's there's a lot of relationship building that has to go into that um, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of maintenance to make that work and also being able to choose to mm-hmm. make a hard decision that I don't uh-huh. want to be in your space right now or I don't want you in mine. So that's uh-huh. it. I'm leaving. And not uh-huh. I'm leaving you, but I'm physically leaving this space you stay here or go do whatever you want. I don't care, but mm-hmm. I've hit my limit of of us uh-huh. time. You go do something. I go do something. We go do something separately. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just be able to be completely alone together. As mm-hmm. in... You're a married couple with this McMansion, and you barely pass each other. You could easily forget you're there with someone. Mm-hmm. At that point, a lot of people start to question, why are we together? Mm-hmm. I really do. I think a large contributing factor to divorces uh-huh. and relationships that fall apart uh-huh. comes with square footage. The yep. bigger the house, the more likely it is to happen. Right. Um, the more likely it is to know, not see each other. Yeah. Well, and to start yeah. to drift apart and do things separately because you can. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be in the same room. You don't have to share the space. You can easily go to your own corner. And after a while, Mm -hmm. I think some relationships fall apart simply because of it. That, Mm -hmm. you know, that's it. I, you know, I'm living just fine without you. Mm -hmm. And... You know, I think that that's also why, you know, and you see this a lot in TV shows, but you also hear this from couples. They had a better marriage when they lived in that one bedroom or studio apartment and barely had money to make it through the day. Mm-hmm. Well, one yeah. is there's a lot of relying on each other in the financial mm-hmm. aspect. 
as well as Mm -hmm. you're physically in each other's way constantly. So you have to, you really have to, at some point, make your peace with another person's existence. If you don't Mm -hmm. have another room to go to, or you barely Uh have another room to go to, um, Uh at some point, you you really, you're going to sink or swim. Mm-hmm. You either make your peace or with TL. that fact or you, you end the relationship because you can't deal with this crap anymore. Like, screw you sure. and your toothpaste problems. You know, why can't mm-hmm. an adult human being put a cap back on the toothpaste um, and you break up? Mm-hmm. Or you make your peace with it and move on. Now, at the, mm-hmm. you know, and go your separate ways. But when you're in a house of a certain size and beyond, mm-hmm. you don't have to choose. Right. You can just be, which is supposedly mm-hmm. the upside. But the downside mm-hmm. is, you know, something's not working. You don't know what it is. And mm-hmm. you, it's not like you're clueless. Like you know, you, you you know there's there's issues there, but you can right. blindly go along for many years, mm-hmm. paying the mortgage, yeah. working overtime, barely passing each other in the hallway. Before mm-hmm. it's finally like, why am I here? Why are you here? Why are we here? What are we right. doing? Because it doesn't seem like we do all that much. We have separate bedrooms. We live on different sides of the house. We barely see each other. Mm -hmm. And we're stressed out. The credit cards are maxed out. Because Uh you get a 3,000 plus square foot house that also comes with the expectation. Now you have to fill it up. Mm-hmm. Chairs and tables and lamps and pictures and uh, right on down the list. And so it's right. not just the mortgage; it's the credit cards and the right. you know home equity lines of credit, and then the bathrooms. You know, because now you have multiple. Um, right. You know, each one develops its own separate sets of problems, and right on down the line. And so more house, right. more money. It was supposed to make you happy. Yeah. And no, it's just more reasons to fight. Yep. It's more problems. More reasons. It's more aggravation. It mm-hmm. yeah. And it's more furniture and crap and things you have to own. Mm-hmm. Well, this then all you know. tear up. Yeah. So you have to replace them. Mm-hmm. Which just uh-huh. perpetuates that cycle. You know, you, right. once you had, and I think it's roughly right in that, like, I would say roughly 2,500 to 3,000 square foot range. Mm-hmm. Once you start getting into yeah. that zone, I think a lot of people that it, it's like your your relationship is going to get tested right here. You know, uh-huh. yeah, you can afford to buy the house. 
yeah, space seems great. Yeah, it is an mm-hmm. investment. But now you have to clean it. Now you have to put mm-hmm. stuff in it. Now you've got to pay that mortgage, and it's, you know, everything is bigger, mm-hmm. including all of the expenses for all of the problems, because that right. one didn't get shorter suddenly. It just got longer. Right. Um, uh-huh. You know, it, it's it's not yeah. going to be cheaper. So now right. not only do you have this great big house to pay for, but you have all the stuff. Right. And all I the think stuff it is. to dust it's and take totally. clean and to clean up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember and back it, when, you know, and we were talking about this a couple of days ago. That mm-hmm. you know, I re- that we were talking about how TVs used to take up half the physical space of a room, mm-hmm. and it's you know, and they were smaller, and you know, everyone wanted this huge big screen TV. Everyone mm-hmm. wanted a big screen, fifty-two, seventy-two inch, you know, theater screen TV. Now, most people Mm -hmm. watch their television on a three-by, what, six screen? At best, yeah. Lots of cell phones and tablets. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Lots of cell phones and tablets to view content. And meanwhile, we're actually in an age, and if if nothing else, our men have proved it, we would have had a spare television or two. You know, we could have put a television in the bathroom, could have thrown one into the kitchen. Um, no, and no. Thankfully, we haven't. Yeah, thankfully, we didn't. Um, yeah. But we could have. Uh, I mean, literally, you could sit in any room in this house and watch television. And yet, even we uh-huh. will sit here and end up watching stuff on our phones. And it's the same dang stuff. We caught, we just we figured this out the other day because he can't. You know, I watch a lot of stuff on the computer. I am still a computer. I still think that one of those televisions can be a great monitor, especially for my new desk. Mm-hmm. Mounted on a wall, there are studs there. Mm-hmm. Use your stud finder. Um, yeah, and I'm not talking me. Mm-hmm. Thank you, um, my own stud. <clears throat> but but yeah. we, you know, and I'm like, can we just start watching freaking YouTube together? It'll yeah. save us time and research for the yeah. show. Yeah. It so does. why don't we take a break and pay the power bill? And when we come back, let's kind of talk about a few other things that have been going on that have been a little bit like, yeah, okay, this is interesting. So we'll be right back, guys. You're listening to the Magic Happens Radio Network, sponsored by the Magic Happens Magazine. 
You'll find us at www.themagichappens.com. of your favorite topics with your host Aston Knight and Rain Love. There's nothing like a good conversation to warm your soul and give your spirit a break now and then. Aston and Love have such a wonderful way of exploring topics like psychic phenomena, important topics in our daily lives from a psychic's point of view, and you never know who else will stop by live on Blog Talk Radio. So come on in. We made a fresh cup of java just for you. At the Crystal Lotus, we offer a variety of amazing services, whether it's partaking in a massage, Reiki session, or the various energy modalities, taking advantage of psychic reading, browsing the library, or shopping for metaphysical supplies. They also offer yoga classes and holistic life coaching. Located at 89 Old Main Plaza, or phone 304-729-8055. Crystal Lotus, taking the spirit where the body cannot go. Did you know that you can have a reading with ASIN in person? Or you can reach him by phone, chat, or even text message. You should really check out his site, asonite.com, or give him a call. His number is 304-584-3592. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human, and she's got this little toy she's always playing with all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this, she even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese, and guess what? Egg rolls showed up, like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Hi, I'm Rain. And this is Raven Wind, and we're the Feather and Bone Podcast. Two witches talking about everything witchy and nothing at all. We consider ourselves to be energy-based spiritualist, non-traditionalist, and decidedly not Wiccan. Our views on magic and life in general don't align with other pagans in the community, but we have a live-and-let-live outlook on life. So if you want to learn something new while laughing a whole lot, you can find links to our podcast, Facebook page, products, and purchase tarot readings at featherandbone.net. Are you looking for loving, caring, spiritual answers? Then you need to give Rainy a call. Her number is 303-416-2977. She's able to give you a reading, see what your life path holds, plus what the angels and crossover loved ones has to say about it. Visit PsychicRainyLove.com for more details. And remember, Rainy spelled R-A-I-N-E. Do you like a little more grrrr with your coffee? Then tune in to Mountain Bears here on Blog Talk on Friday nights at 9 p.m. for the latest in LGBT topics, current events, and technology. Every Friday night, we'll be here 
Join us as the Mountain Bears explore these topics and more. You're listening to the Magic Happens Radio Network, sponsored by the Magic Happens Magazine. You'll find us at www.themagichappens.com. Well, welcome back. Please check out our sponsors, Pay Our Power Bill Guy. Um, you know, and some of our sponsors are really cool, really good, totally supportive of the shows. And, you know, sponsors a lot of times give you problems, like, oh, you can't talk about this, or I don't want a brand associated with that. Ours don't give a damn. Because I told them, any sponsor we get, any product we try, whatever, I tell them they're going to get it as I see it. If they don't like it, well, sorry, it didn't fit your marketing guidelines. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, I was looking at USA Today, and it had a really interesting article. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. That, you know, we it, are not out for a very long time. I've always said we are the minority of gays. We live in West by God's lost our life, Virginia. Yeah, but it turns out nearly 4 million LGBTQ people live in rural America, and everything is not biased and awful. Or so says USA Today. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, and that was two days ago. They po- published right. that one. Um, yeah. And this is a headline based on a report by the Movement Advancement Project. And it looks like um, 4.5% of us, so still a minority in a minority, um, mm-hmm. don't congregate on the coast or in major cities. So, yeah. uh, well, and that's, that's a theological change. Yeah, it's 4.5% of adults and 10% of youth, just to go ahead and finish the quote out. Um, but, yeah. It's, yeah, we are the minority still, but at the same time, it's not that, and this is a big thing they they point out, it's not that it's all biased and awful. It isn't. Um, And I've been surprised with the move um, and and with where I'm living now in general. like we haven't run into any issues. Um mm. certainly not the kinds of ones that I would have expected where I was living before. Um uh-huh. that you know what I mean? Um yeah. I, I was I, I wasn't too sure how this would go because I actually moved to an area that I think is technically smaller. I think it's technically mm-hmm. smaller. Um We are. Now I have to go look. I have to go look. Um, I do. So, yeah. Let me see what our comparison is between where I moved from um, with about 
almost 6,000 people to where I moved to. Actually, no. Really? No, it's bigger. It's bigger. Oh, wow. Yes, by like 2,000 people. Yeah, Not but honey, kidding. look at where they're including them at. Oh, Actually, okay. closer to three. Yeah. But, you know, well, they're no, including, you know, parts uh, that yeah. are not Oak Hill. Um, <clears throat> okay, wasn't going to say that, but all right. Honey, I it's thought public. we weren't saying that. Okay. Uh, it's public. All right. It's been so, public. Yeah. Okay, fine. I moved from Princeton to Oak Hill. And I, yeah, and I'm sorry, I'm looking at the the uh, little micropolitan area that they called uh, Princeton. And, yeah, they're including a lot in that that isn't, like, technically what I would call Princeton either. So mm-hmm. it's still bigger. Population-wise, it's still mm-hmm. bigger. And we're right next to the gorge. Right. Which streams a lot of people through here. I mean, you know. Yeah. So with that I said, sounds like what you said I've, at dinner tonight. What's going on? What opened what today? Is there? <laughs> yeah, what opened today? Well, we were we, okay. So uh, let's pause a second. So uh, where where we are, we end up going over uh, to the next little town um, because it has more stuff um, to get dinner. So we're sitting in one of our favorite restaurants over there, and this is closer to the gorge. And I just keep noticing. The dudes, because I'm that boyfriend, um, noticing the dudes that are in this restaurant, and I finally just had to look at him and be like, what opened today? And he's like, what? I said, no, seriously, what opened today? And he goes, what do you mean? I said, there's a lot of really skinny little people that don't look like they're from here in this buffet restaurant. Because we're bears, we go to buffets. Um, <laughs> and he kind of looks around and he's like, "Oh, whitewater rafting that open today?" I'm like, "Thought so. Thought it had to be something." Because these look like very mm-hmm. outdoorsy, at least weekend warrior outdoorsy people that don't know how to eat. I will just say that. They do not know how to eat. Those boys' plates needed to be filled up a little more. Yeah. They they were getting enough exercise yeah. walking back and forth from the table. It really just kind of killed the whole process. But mm-hmm. it's like, oh, sweetie, I, I got more than that on my first plate. Uh-huh. Um, you know. And that was navigating around the mother and child who couldn't figure out what they wanted. So I was like, I'll get it on the right. second plate. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I was, there I was, I was looking around this restaurant and I'm like, uh-huh. 
Yeah, these aren't our uh-huh. normal uh, cohorts. This this is a different right. group. The, these are uh-huh. not the normals. Because no, I'm they sorry, that they're yeah, like yeah, these were little skinny yeah. bearded dudes in their like twenties. You know, people yeah. who don't have enough sense not to go down a river. Or rock climb. April. Or rock climb in April. They're going to get frozen I'm tonight sorry. in cabins. Yeah, it's, it's going to be cold. Like, I don't care how cold they get tonight. They'll be fine. They'll survive. Tomorrow, that is going to be a large group of people going, I regret my life choices right this second. Because there's no way that water is warm enough to be anywhere near. That there's no. just there's there's no way. There's no right. way that that water mm-hmm. is gonna be anything other than flipping freezing. Right. Yeah. It's like what yeah, you know, this is gonna be like oh goodness. You know, we went to West Virginia to throw ourselves to death. It's April. Come back in August when the water actually feels warm. Yeah. Um, it, well, okay, because it's getting down to 48 tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's going to be fun when they hit the river in the morning. Because you know it's going right. to be in the morning. Yeah. Right. Yeah, these are granola people. Yeah. They and get out there and even think about getting up to pee. Yes. We you get up to pee, honey. I haven't even gone to bed yet, and they're getting out of bed. It was exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm just, yeah, this, this is going to be funny. This is going to be funny. Mm-hmm. Oh. We should find where the outlet again. is and just go stand there with a the camera and take pictures. They're freezing little skinny butts getting out of the water. Like this is old. Like haha, that's what you get for being healthy. Um. Well, we could go and sell. Um, you know, hot cocoa to them. And the first time it asked, that someone asked me if it's vegan, I want to say yeah, it's cocoa. <laughs> yes, it's been ethically sourced from my pantry in Swiss Miss. Uh huh. Imported straight from Switzerland. But no, what we were saying is, and you expected a lot of problems here. Well, um, yeah, sorry. And it's like, but... no, we have, we've been past that for ages now. Um, well, it's not that I expected a lot of problems. Let me correct. Let me correct. Uh-huh. I wasn't expecting a lot of problems. It was more so I've been kind of expecting them. Because I already had, like, the list of things that it's like, no, we ain't doing that in Princeton. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, we are not doing that. Nope, 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 nope. There's only so out I'm willing to be. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, we, you know, basically I've been following the leader on this since we moved, and I'm like, okay, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, whatever you're comfortable with, well, I'll follow along. And mm-hmm. I was. I was very surprised. Um, 
you know, like even this evening we're at Big Lots and we're joking around. And um, I forget what it was you found. And I was like, oh, oh, the, oh, God, this is so bad. We were in the clearance section at Big Lots. <laughs> and you found the dice. I was, she, he was, and you were, you were like so excited about it. Like, try rolling this one. And I'm like, really? You want to give me a weapon? Um, and there's this girl <laughs> at the end tap who just like cracked up. Yeah. Um, it's like, okay, whatever. You know. That's not what she cracked like, up over. Oh. Did I miss something? Yes. She cracked over the oh. side. I said, do I really need to buy this? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you know, the one that says... You know, that says, I will and do what I want. Well, actually, it said, I can and I will. And I was exactly. like, yeah, we already know. We already know. Yeah. Yeah. No question. But, yeah. Right. So, it has been, it's, it's been kind of, I don't know, it's been different. I... And I think some of it for me is working out just because I didn't grow up here. Mm-hmm. I really don't know that many people here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't have the 80s experience here because 80s in Princeton, kind of crazy. 90s in Princeton, kind of crazy. Early 2000s, mm-hmm. still a little crazy. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's, it's well, still you know, awkward there, right? And here, it's not really that awkward. Of course, here, you know, the difference between Princeton and here is I will look at a person and say, "If you have an issue, parking lots out there." I don't mind explaining how to fix your issue out there. You're not that tight. I would say more of the thing here, though, more of the thing here, from what Uh I can tell, the population is also a little bit younger. Like, Princeton, there are so many nursing homes. It it is a very older population. Well, I'm not saying that this is necessarily like babies. But no, yeah, there's there's a fair well, yeah. and then you've got the you know the gorge stuff, and that drags in a lot mm-hmm. of the younger people anyway. Um, right. So I'm sure the areas had to kind of like go with the flow, like just mm-hmm. this is how we make our money, like get yeah. over it, move on, deal. Well, and you know, you know these people are paying to your rafting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we've worked hard. You know, mm-hmm. the, what, 23 of us, I believe it is. Um, you know, we've worked hard. They've gotten very used to us because we're the ones that had to come back and be caregivers. Mm-hmm. So you're going to love us and our boyfriends. Um, 
And if you don't like it, well, guess what? My mother knows your mother, and she will have a conversation with your mother. Yeah. So I'll just sit back over here. <laughs> uh-huh. And enjoy my coffee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, there is that. There is that. Oh, but no. No, I was just kind of, like, I didn't know what to expect, and I've been pleasantly surprised. Well, good. You know, and Thurman yeah. was one of the first cities in West Virginia to pass the um, non-disclosure, uh, non-discrimination agreement. Exactly. Right. We recently yeah. done it. it. Was hard work from the pagan community. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I will say this: we got early exposure. And here's what I mean by that. Okay. And you can you understand the places that I tell that I've told you. You can order these for me. You can order these for this other person. In this town, if you wanted your hair done in the 90s, there was only one shop you would dare go to. Mm-hmm. The man is now 70 years old, still does hair in him and his doctor friend, who was the only orthopedics in town. Mm-hmm. Moved very nicely to Myrtle Beach at the sadness of many of the older ladies in this town. Mm-hmm. If you wanted, if you needed to go to the orthopedist because you broke your hip, you went to see his best friend, then now his lover. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to take Spanish in this town, the only teacher that taught Spanish was, um, you know, very much fully into Spanish and antiquing. Mm-hmm. We make our money off of antiques because we were left <gasps> with a bunch of old stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that's just how it was in this town is because if you if you didn't have a choice, if you were mm-hmm. going to do business, you know, if you didn't want to do business with a gay man in this town or a lesbian in this town, you're screwed. Go to Beckley. Go well, to another yeah. town. Mm-hmm. If you want your flowers delivered on time, you know, you better call the nice gay man. Mm-hmm. You know, and these right. are the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's the difference between a small town and a town trying to be a big city. Yeah. Well, and with Princeton, I think the bigger issue is we got railroaded people out of town. Mm-hmm. Now, not that right. some of them were undeserving. Um, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Somehow, the southern part of the state really just did not get the cream of the crop here. Um, there, there were there, there were a lot of bad apples in that bunch, mm-hmm. and yeah, a few got railroaded out, like either out of town or at least out of polite company. Mm-hmm. You know, you know the the no. elementary school um, uh, gym teacher who ended up with. Apparently a very bad case of syphilis um, and killed his lover, I believe. Yeah, 
Not a shining example. No, hmm. Not a shining. That, by the way, was a former student. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't look good. I like. I know that it has been a big struggle and push and you know problem for teachers, especially um, anyone in academics, to be out because there's so many people making that, you know, but what about the children? Um, mm-hmm. Argument? Yeah. He didn't do anyone any favors. Like, that no. couldn't have looked worse if it tried. You know, right. it's like, oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Like, bad example. Um, no. You know, the, the the one gay hairdresser that I knew of in town apparently had a bit of a drug problem, ended up closing a shop and selling drugs. Out of the shop. Right. Mm-hmm. Again, bad example. Bad example. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so Southern West Virginia, with reason, um, it, it's still not there. It, it's still having a moment. It's still struggling with the concept because there have been so many bad apples that hit that area. Right. But that's also Southern West Virginia. And well, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's the whole Southern West Virginia issue. Um, you know, because in that, you know, you, you end up with McDowell, Wyoming, uh, in addition to Mercer County. Um, so, Looking at that picture, to be fair, and, and not necessarily mm-hmm. totally trash McDowell County or Wyoming County, there's just right. not a lot going on there. Mm-hmm. There's a short list of reasons that people <laughs> live in those two counties. Mm-hmm. Most of them have to do with they're either stuck. Or they're probably not real nice people. Right. I mean, it's one of the two, because poverty and crime run rampant. Mm-hmm. For, for the communities as sized as they are. Um, it's mm-hmm. a great place to go get lost. Literally. Right. In every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. And that also becomes, you know, your to you know, McDowell especially, your nearest everything in that county is on the other side of the Mercer McDowell County line. Correct. Um, it's where you buy your groceries. It's where you go to Walmart. It's where you get your car. It's where you get your car serviced. It's where you do everything. It's where you go to the right. hospital. Um, yeah. you know, unless you need a band-aid. Um, mm-hmm. still takes 45 minutes to get there, but worth it. Uh-huh. So, with that as an influence, it, it's kind of, it hasn't really fed well into being like, Hi, we're here and we're beautifying the neighborhood. It's more like we're here and we're on, you know, the police blotter section. Right. 
Understandably. Understandably. People yeah. are a little leery on that one. Southern West Virginia got uh-huh. a bad, bad shake on that. Like, we, we didn't send well, in good gays. We sent bad no. gays. Well, those were the ones we didn't want. Well, yeah. We just kept pushing them south. Mm-hmm. Thanks uh-huh. for that. I can, you're welcome. But no, that totally makes our lives easier. Huh? Yeah, it makes our lives a lot easier. <laughs> no, no, not when you come there. <laughs> does not help. No. Does not want. Right. But the other thing is, is I've always, you know, well, I won't say always, but when I came back from Columbus, it was like. <laughs> Yeah, the days of me being nice and kind and, you know, I'm going to look like the preacher's son, the days of, you know, I'm going to act in a certain way just to make your friends happy is over. If I'm selling my house to come back and take care of you, I'm coming back as me. Yeah. And well, and that's a different view when... of things. Right, and when I moved back, it was a little different. This was <laughs> – I left North Carolina thinking, uh-huh. well, you know, the economy's a little tight right now. I'm sure this will just be temporary, maybe six months. Eight years later. Okay. Yeah, that was, you know, so I came back in a temporary mindset. I came back Mm -hmm. with, I think the biggest thing that I lost in that move was anonymity, which I'd gotten Mm -hmm. really used to. Like, because there was this process moving from West Virginia to North Carolina where my brain would still kick over, like, it it would try to find people in a crowd. You know, sure. like, you expect to know people. Like, you live in a small town. You expect when you go out, you will run across people you know, mm-hmm. um, either by proximity to where they work or proximity to where they live or, you know, this is the grocery store, whatever. Mm-hmm. You expect you're going to run into people you know. Right. So move to North Carolina, it drove me crazy for the longest time. I would keep mm-hmm. seeing people I thought I knew, and then I would have to remind myself, no, you're not in Princeton. There's no way that's them. Um, right. Then I moved back. Right. That part of my brain that start, that made all those little connections had been turned off for so long, almost 10 years, uh-huh. that uh-huh. I had problems adjusting to moving back because I do know people. I was back in my right. hometown. I do know these people. I'm potentially related to these people. And I'm uh-huh. just oblivious. Like, my brain has gotten used to being anonymous. I'm just another face in the crowd. You don't know me. 
experience. I had gotten used to that. I'd really gotten mm-hmm. used to that. And then all of a sudden, right. people are like, hey, Joe. Hey. Hey. Hey, Joe. And I'm suddenly, you know, like 15 calls later, like, oh, God, they mean me. Right. Like, I had gotten to the point I just quit listening to my own name. Right. And then I moved back, and then I suddenly get presented with, like, this never-ending stream of people I went to high school with, models Uh of people I went to high school with, teachers I had Mm -hmm. in high school, family members, people I used to live next door to. Yeah. It's like I'm just trying to go to Walmart. Uh Uh-huh. I yes. I don't want to know people right now. I I didn't dress to run into people I know. I dressed to go to Walmart. Mhm. Ratty t-shirt, crappy shorts, tore up flip-flops. I look like a homeless people. This is not uh-huh. what I want to run into people I know. Uh huh. Like have some decency and respect that. Don't you people know? Uh huh. <sighs> Then you get with me, and we go to Walmart, and it is a four-hour affair. Yes. How's your mother? How's your mother? Uh Uh-huh. Your mama doing good? How's your father? About drives me crazy. Still dead. Next question. (laughs) Still on the organ. Yes. Or the CB radio, or yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's you, yeah. like you get it, and I, I and I get you that mm-hmm. you get it. But at the same time, mm-hmm. that was the biggest thing for me was was coming back from anonymity. I had learned to love the concept. I mm-hmm. had. I didn't like. I would go to Walmart in the middle of the day on. Saturday looking like a disaster from the night before, and I never thought twice about it. I moved back to Princeton within a month. I had to shower, put on clean clothes, and look like I knew what I was doing with my life just to go to Walmart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was like, I miss my anonymity. I used to be able Mm -hmm. to look like garbage and not care. Like, I really, I uh-huh. like, I would go and just go to Walmart, grab the crap I needed. There was no let me stop, assess the situation, take a shower, put on clean clothes. Now I can go to Walmart because God only knows how many people I'm going to run into and how uh-huh. long it's been since I last saw them. And, you know. I hated it. I hated it. It is. And, yeah. You know, and then you get with me, and it's like, uh, no, you're not wearing that to Walmart. Yeah, I know. I've had to have whole conversations with you about that. Like, no, you're not allowed to wear that in public. Uh huh. (laughs) And I'm like, wow. And you're like, clients go to Walmart. Uh, okay. Yep. Uh huh. Sorry. 
like you will uh, you 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 will adapt. You you will yes. be assimilated. Um, uh-huh. you know, it's like no uh-huh. seriously. I will run into people. Um, it was almost as bad as having to explain to you why we wear pants in the house, and you didn't believe me. I am glad <laughs> that is over with. <laughs> yep. You didn't. I tried to explain you cannot live near a hospital and not constantly expect when someone in the family or family friend has someone in the hospital that they will not stop by. They're going to stop by. Why we've developed this over decades in this family? Well, if you need, if you're at the hospital and you need anything, you just come on over. You just, I'm always home. Just come on over. Mm-hmm. So it means randomly the doorbell rings and you're expected to have a pot of coffee ready to go on and be wearing clothes. Ready uh-huh. for the day. Whatever the day shall bring you. And see, I don't know how you got through that with caregiving. Actually, like, that was used to work out pretty decent. That was like, like that the was first rule I put into place was, mm-hmm. no, you are not allowed to stop by our house unless you call no. first. Cause oh, no, 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 no. Um, now, with one caveat, my only, you know, please call first was with people Mm -hmm. who intended, like family members who intended to spend the night. It's like, Mm -hmm. hold up there, buddy. Like, Mm -hmm. there are some things that go into that. I need some advance warning because I got to work some things in. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I, I will, you know. I had some – I made some concessions. Um, Uh As the bedroom doors all close, I've got to keep the bathroom, the living room, the front room, and the kitchen clean. Mm -hmm. That's it. And I could handle that on a daily basis for the most part. And if it wasn't perfect, it just wasn't perfect. (laughs) Um, but decent enough. Like, people aren't going to leave and be like, oh, my Lord. You know. Well, you know, but I think me and you had two different situations. I had mm-hmm. church ladies showing up with food. I had people dad had preached their freaking wedding for showing up with food. I had people showing up to visit and get spiritual guidance from my father, who's trying to get through chemo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't just family coming by. That was just well, half the battle. Yeah, it wasn't just family on, on our side of it either. There, there were friends and and you know thing uh, people like that. Yeah. And it was actually good for her. That was the thing, is it, it was actually good for her, and to some degree it was really good for me. Uh-huh. Um, it, it gave her something else to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it put her in a better mood. 
She was always a people uh-huh. person. She uh-huh. she loved having people come over. It always brightened her mood. Um, right. And there were days, honestly, if that person hadn't have come over, or like if no uh-huh. one had come over that day, I don't know how we would have mm-hmm. made it. Because right. there were days where I was hitting the wall of like I uh-huh. can't do this crap anymore. I'm done. I, I'm 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 gonna go get in my car and I'm gonna sit in the driveway and I, I'm gonna call and, and let them know that there is a you know neglected old person because I'm about to pull out the driveway who needs care uh-huh. and attention that I can't give anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. That were afforded. Yeah, like I, I had hit the wall that day. I was having the moment. I was about to have the breakdown. And just having someone come over and change her mood because they showed mm-hmm. up, um, right. you know, and she had a thing to talk about. Um, that was that was the only thing that saved that situation. Like that that mm-hmm. okay, I can deal now. Like you know, right. we started this day on a really rocky footing, and I had it. Uh-huh. But right. okay, this day got better. I can breathe now. Mm-hmm. We can do this. Right. <clears throat> and there were, there were there were people that literally I don't think we'll ever realize you showed up at the exact perfect moment. Mm-hmm. Um because the next stop was I'm I'm calling the state and I'm leaving. I'm done. I can't do it. Right. Um mm-hmm. you know And which kind of goes into our other topic. Yeah, caregivers have that moment. It is. It's just there. Sometimes you just you hit that wall. It's not. It's it's not like you hate the person. It's it's just I'm not built for this. No one Mm -hmm. is. And Uh you 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 hit that point where it's like I, I just I can't. Right. Well, and it's from we have two different experiences. Mhm. Your grandmother, you know, had Alzheimer's, my father about her cancer. The two different experiences for that is, you know, I'm doing everything I can to keep him hydrated and Mm-hmm. Attempting to get the food in him and making doctor's appointments and dealing with home health care and dealing with this doctor's surgery, this thing, and, you know, him throwing up at this sight the smell of food. Like, mm-hmm. your office which used to be my dining room when we were going through chemo and radiation. And, mm-hmm. you know, when they go through that, they don't want clothes on. Mm-hmm. You know, because they are roasting or they are freezing, mm-hmm. and it may change throughout the day. Well, yeah, and and I do understand that because um, I know, right. well, back in the 80s, um, my mm-hmm. grandfather, um, diagnosed uh-huh. with cancer, had oral surgery, his tongue was removed, um, uh, it was esophageal can- cancer. Um, 
And so he ended up with a feeding tube. And I know the first thing my grandmother did was she moved the toaster oven out to the garage. And Mm -hmm. she literally ate all her meals out there because she couldn't bring herself to eat in front of it. Right. Because he's on a feeding tube. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know one of my things as a kid that I don't know. I get It's not like I got in trouble for. I think it was one of the things the adults had a struggle with, though. Right. Um, Because he's on a feeding tube, and it was his birthday. Um, Uh And, you know, well, it's his birthday. He gets cake and ice cream. I was like eight. Uh Uh-huh. And, you know, they're trying to explain to me that he can't have cake and ice cream. He can't eat it. And I'm like, uh-huh. I'm not stupid. I understand he can, you know, he doesn't have a tongue. He can't swallow. I get this. Mm-hmm. He has a feeding tube. And what's the difference between a milkshake made out of cake and ice cream and the stuff you're uh-huh. putting in the tube? Uh-huh. At which point I got one of those looks that adults give children. Uh-huh. But it's like, why didn't I think of this? Uh-huh. You know, why Why did the eight-year-old just have to tell me the most obvious thing in the world? That mm-hmm. nutritionally, functionally, there's really no difference between what I'm about to mix up and put in that feeding tube and a little bit of chocolate cake and some ice cream and some milk. Mm-hmm. Nutritionally, it's almost the same. It's not going to hurt him. No. Well. No, yeah. actually it wouldn't. Bo was feeding it to him, wouldn't have hurt it. Actually probably done him well because that um, tube crap. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, it's tube crap. That stuff is nasty. Nasty, nasty, nasty. Yeah. Bolus feeding is terrible. Yes, I have a nursing background. I've done many boluses. I would have preferred throwing milk and food in a blender. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's what he did. That, that's what we did. There there was a quick uh-huh. rush to go buy him a cake. Um, uh-huh. So we all sat and had cake and ice cream. And I think it was the first time mm-hmm. anyone had eaten in front of him. Or that he mm-hmm. had been part of a meal, um, uh-huh. probably in a little while. Um, right. And but it was it was just that moment when I said it that everyone's looking at me like, mm-hmm. okay, not a stupid kid. And he actually, wait, he just realized something that we should have processed. <laughs> right. This is not impossible. This can actually be done. This is very mm-hmm. doable. Um, some of that though, and, and I, like I understand better now. One, I wasn't a caregiver. Um, not in the sense of like I wasn't there twenty four hours a day managing and handling and dealing. Um, mm-hmm. Part one. Um, so you know I, I'm a step back at least from the situation, and part mm-hmm. two is. Some of this is just stuff that you, as that caregiver, don't have an opportunity to really stop and think about. 
Right. And sometimes that's one of the biggest annoyances as a caregiver. Is it mm-hmm. honestly there's this moment in caregiving where you would swear you've gone down a few IQ points. And most likely mm-hmm. you have. It's called exhaustion and fatigue and compassion fatigue, and there, there's a whole lot of lovely names for it. Um, but all of it taken together is you do you, – you start just trying to survive the days. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, like, I don't want to think. I just want to go on autopilot. I just want to make it through. You know, we were up till 3 a.m. last night. I was back up at 6 this morning. I, mm-hmm. you know, I I just can't even right now. There's not enough coffee to eat. Right. And mm-hmm. with that, you do start to just, you don't want to think. You just kind of want to survive. Right. And that's sometimes the worst part of it because people will say things and your gut reaction is shut up. I know what I'm doing. I do this every day. Mm -hmm. Followed by, Oh God, that actually makes sense and can be done. And I just totally jumped someone over it. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. And Uh you know, now I feel stupid because mm-hmm. why didn't I think about, about that? I'm the one mm-hmm. doing it every day. I should have known. Mm-hmm. You right. can't. And you can't. It, it, it's two can'ts in one. One is, no, you right. you just can't even some days. And no, you really can't. Like the 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 critical thinking part of your brain ends up having to switch off because right. the rest of the story is you're dealing with a situation where if you sit there and you think critically about all the things that may happen or could be possible in this situation, mm-hmm. you will right. go crazy. But yes. On that note, we're out of time. We are, and that's kind of a little surprising. It went really fast. Hope you guys enjoyed this this one, and we will be back next Friday with another one, and let's see what else is going on. Next Saturday, we are going to be in Parkersburg, West Virginia at Carnival, and Tuesday, we will be back at the Psychic Coffee Shop on the Psychic Coffee Shop. So until then, yeah. good night, y'all, and sweet dreams. Good night. Night to Joe. Did you know that?